for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. If you can't believe what you're hearing, get the straight talk from Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. From lovely Denver, Colorado, my name is Charlie Robinson. I'm making the move from the weekends to the midday. Thanks for joining me for an hour to get weird. We're going to get into, um, well... We've got uh, two of my favorite people in the world joining us, Billy Ray Valentine and Tony Arterburn. Um, but look, let's start off with what's cooking in the world. We've got uh, World War III on the horizon, and they want you to remember the most important component about that. Make sure you wear a mask, of course, because that's really important. We've got to worry about the masks, don't you know? Um Let's do this. Actually, you know what? I'd rather just talk about what's going down in New York City with my good friend, the host of the Infinite Fringe, the co-host of America Unplugged, my buddy, Billy Ray Valentine. Hey, Billy Ray. How are you, man? Good to see you. Well, it's always good to see you. How you doing? How's everybody on TNT Radio down under and around the world? What's up, Charlie? How you doing? Well, it's I wanted, you know, for my first guest on the midday, it was important that I have people that I really know I can lean on and and love and respect. And so thank you for for jumping on here. It's uh, it's always my pleasure to talk to you, whether we're doing this uh, on Zoom, whether we're doing this in New York City, talking about 9-11 or wherever. Um, There's been a lot going on in New York City over the last. Well, I mean for a long time but in the last couple of weeks especially it feels like the wheels are kind of falling off of this experiment where we've got eric adams the mayor of new york city coming out and saying hey listen man like the things they're accusing me of i didn't do like i didn't do it you know i don't know what to tell you i mean and 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 i i feel like i feel like when you act as a sledgehammer for the empire you should never act surprised or caught off guard when eventually the sledgehammer comes for you. And Eric Adams had been very vocal about the border issue. And I don't think Joe Biden appreciated that and started to rattle on his cage a little bit. All of a sudden, boy, we got in, we've got questions about his past. We've got uh, people, women coming forward. We've got, you know, we've got issues going I didn't hear any of those issues when he was on Team America, Captain Biden style, right? Everything was cool. But as soon as he started to criticize him, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm waiting for an IRS audit to come. What's, what's going on in the city, Billy? Well, it was only a matter of time, Charlie, because uh, that dude is as corrupt as they come. You know, uh, I think we spoke about it initially when, when he got put on to the office, right? I don't know how he made it into office, to be honest with you. Nobody likes him. So I, I, I don't get it personally. Um, but it was only a matter of time. So, yeah, he started talking about uh, the immigration issue because he had to. He had to because uh, people here are not cool with it. And that's the majority. The majority of people here, whether it be minorities or not, are not happy about the situation. Um, they're sympathetic. You know, a, a lot of New Yorkers have, st- have stepped up to uh, try to, uh, you know, provide food and, and whatever they can to the people that are lined up outside in the streets. Um, but uh, 
they do understand that this is a problem. So he had to speak about it. He was forced to, to speak about it by the people of New York, you know, and um, as a result, you know, maybe it expedited a little bit of the problems that he was having, not that you mentioned it, but that, that was coming. It was only a matter of time. Uh, he, he is not a, not a good guy. <laughs> Just not, yeah. you know, so so he gets into all these things. It's only a matter of time before they bubble up to the surface. And and you know what? Good riddance to bad rubbish. Good for him. You know, yeah. he, these people need to be held accountable. Right. And and uh, so what he was talking about, the immigration issue, you know, um, that doesn't do anything for me. You're, you're spotting out the obvious. Uh, he, he is a corrupt human being. He's part of the machine. And uh, as I believe all of them, are, you know, and um, good for him, you know, um, but but. It does speak to something bigger, the situation here, right? Like what happened in New York is a microcosm of what's happening in the United States and what's happening in the, in the United States. It's a microcosm of what's going on in the world, I believe. Yeah. Um, while, while back in the day, you know, we, we wouldn't have or it seemed as if we did, we the people. And I mean, the people of the world didn't have the power to do these things. We clearly do. It is clear that that we have the power to push uh, and and have the power to change, you know, uh, peacefully, of course, you know, and and that's what happened to Eric Adams. And and a step ahead, it's what's happening in Israel and Palestine with Joe Biden to the point that they had to be forced to institute a quote unquote truce for a few days. You know, because uh, the the young people here, the, the younger generations here in the United States are not pro this war and they're very sympathetic to Palestine. Joe Biden's numbers have plummeted amongst uh, Muslim Americans, amongst young Americans. Right now, if there was an election, he would probably lose at this point. So many people are really dis I mean, they were always dissatisfied with him, but this took it to a whole new level. But why was why did this happen? Why did Eric Adams get pushed to say something about the immigration issue? Because I know he doesn't give a damn. Right. And why did Joe Biden have to go over to Palestine? I mean, uh, to Israel and sit down with his buddy Netanyahu and say, hey, listen, something needs to give. <laughs> What's going on? We need to figure something out. We can't just roll in there and kill everyone. And still they're they're reserving the right to do so. They're like, OK. Um, we will um, have a truce for four days, five days. We'll release some uh, hostages and then we'll go back and kill people. This is what they're saying uh, openly. But I suspect things will go a bit differently. And that is in large part due to the push that Joe Biden is receiving here in the United States. And the people are I don't know if it's a result of, of social media, you know, which is double edged, a double edged sword. Social media is used to. Um, to track us and and to figure out what we're thinking, what we're doing, you know, all of it, all the data mining, right? To manipulate, but it, it can also be used as a tool for change. It can also be used as a tool, a tool for education and awareness. And I think that part of of the equation is coming into play heavily nowadays. When I see it, and that's why people are standing up and they're like, you know what? I don't like this. They they have um, a bunch of information now in in very small amounts meaning you you get a, a 30 second reel on on Instagram right or on on TikTok or whatever 
And for the longest, they, what they've been trying to do is kill our attention span, right? We, uh, The common American has the attention span of goldfish. Well, thank you for, for catering to those Americans and giving them 30 seconds of something right, that they can actually pay attention to. And uh, and push back as a result. So I'm 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 optimistic about this, even though you know we're still um, being governed by by horrible people that have no business governing, right? Narcissist and and psychopaths, right? And Machiavellianism, the whole deal. We have them all wrapped up into one with our leaders, with Eric Adams, with Joe Biden, with Donald Trump, all of these people, you know. But it seems as if there's some type of awakening for lack of a better term, right? It seems that there's some type of something has clicked in the people. And and we're still a minority, but it's a growing more vocal minority that that sees the change that they can affect, the the power that they have by pushing back on these people. And I think that's what well, that's what happened to Eric Adams and good for him. And I really I have no I, no sympathy for me. And and I think that's what's happening to Joe Biden and going over there and, and and trying to pacify things because he it's not looking good. People aren't with this crap anymore. They don't want to have anything to do with it. And that's very encouraging. Yeah. Well, when when I was in college in the early 90s, um, 91, we got the the first Iraq war and it was the first war that was made for TV for CNN. <laughs> that was when um, the, they were under the, you know, the under the beds and bombs are falling and Peter Arnett is there and it was the whole thing. And you're like, Whoa, this is an interesting way to, to watch a war, you know, to watch Bernard Shaw at the window saying, I can see bombs going off, you know? So we go from that where, where it was 24 seven in-depth coverage. You couldn't get enough of it. And I, I think a case could be made that that really, even though CNN launched a decade earlier, I think that really put them on the map. But now, now we've got the new war. Now we've got a war for TikTok, like a TikTok generation war, where instead of it being 24-hour news cycle, it's down to 30 seconds, right? right? Or a minute if you're lucky right? to get your information. Now, again, we're busy. There's things going on. There's lots to talk about. There's lots you need to know. Maybe you want your information distilled down to a 30-second soundbite. Maybe, maybe that's what works best for you, and, and, and that's fine. But you, the opportunity for manipulation by not giving any context because you can't in 30 seconds or to say something with no rebuttal or it seems like a very dishonest way of trying to spread the news or trying to spread information through this this social media platform and i don't mean you know tiktok i'm holding up as as an example but it's not limited to tiktok we all know that but but this idea that you're going to learn about the world in little bite-sized pieces i mean yeah it says something about our attention spans we we have been however you want to like you know cell phones did it or whatever yeah we've got a problem paying attention and unfortunately this is the time when we really need to be paying attention, right? Right, right. Um, and and the thing is, right, with with the social media is that, you know, um, with TikTok in in particular, right? That's the one that I'm most familiar with now because I'm on Instagram and and uh, it, the TikTok reels show up there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like I said, thirty seconds. There is no context. There is nothing. It's the wild west still, right? It's still the it's what YouTube used to be. 
right? It's what 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 Google used to be back in the day before all the regulations uh, happened, and that's coming. That's coming for TikTok. That's coming for everything else, right? And they will um, start to implement their version of reality, their version of what they think is not fake news. That's going to happen. Right now, there are still people able to produce whatever they feel they need to produce. And the people are so distrusting of their governments and so distrusting of mainstream sources that they'll believe the 30-second reel by Joe Blow down the street because it's more credible and more realistic in their minds than whatever the mainstream is putting out. Yeah, and now, the mainstream media has has nobody to blame but themselves. Of course. You know what I mean? They I did mean, this to themselves. They can't act surprised or 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 you know, clutch their pearls that this is happening, but you nailed it a hundred percent. This goes back to lack of trust in the media, right? This that you like I, I that guy down the street who's putting out the 30-second TikTok video, I don't know him. Maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, right? But I know that the mainstream media is lying to me. At least with right. this guy I don't know, there's a chance he might be telling me the truth, huh? Absolutely. You know, and and, and that is key, what, what you just said, to, to the entire situation that we're in. Uh, the, the, they, the mainstream tries to paint a picture of, of alternative media, alternative thought, conspiracy theorists, quote-unquote, like they're crazy. Like, this comes out of nowhere. It does not. There is a reason for the way we think. There is a reason for vaccine hesitancy. There is a reason for hesitancy in believing the mainstream and believing CNN or Fox News. There is a reason for us distrusting our government, the the people in power. There's a reason for that because they've screwed up time and time and time again. Or if you want to use different verbiage, they've been screwing us time and time and time again, not necessarily screwing up. You pick. Either way, it's not good, right? This is what they've been doing. So when when people um, don't want to get vaccinated, they're like, all oh, these people are crazy. Why don't they want to get vaccinated? I don't understand. Well, there's a whole history of vaccine experimentation on the people. Go back and look at that. We're very aware of it. And we don't want to mess with it anymore, right? When When, why don't people like Joe Biden? Well, <laughs> well, really, right? Like, I mean, it, I mean, it, there's a whole history of it, right? A whole history of why we shouldn't trust this guy or why we shouldn't trust the government. You know, so all of these things are rooted right back to them, what they point at us. And it's almost like an abusive relationship. They point, they, they, it is an abusive relationship. They, they, they point at us and tell you, it's your fault. You're crazy. You made this up and and clearly you need to be uh, uh, re-educated. You know, you need to be retrained when they're the ones that gave us the trauma in the first place. That's the reason we think the way we think and we do the way we uh, when we do what we do. And a lot of times we're correct. And we're definitely right to think the way we think, because uh, any natural, any normal person, that, that's the result of what happens. One plus one equals two. You lie to a person long enough, they're not going to believe you. Well, listen, Billy Ray, the mainstream media hits us because they love us. We'll be back on the other side of the break with <laughs> Billy Ray Valentine. This is the Charlie Robinson Show on TNT Radio. 
You should hear what George Eliason is talking about. Donald Trump's wolves. Now, we've talked about the Colorado case, the 14th Amendment case, and the judge has denied uh, the motion to dismiss. Now, if you don't remember, the suit cites the 14th Amendment clause banning those who participate or assist in the insurrection from taking office. And they're making this legal argument based on Trump's actions before and on January 6th. And when they claim that thousands of his supporters were creating an act of sedition at the Capitol. During January 6th, um, Trump actually offered to call the National Guard in. He told the protesters to keep things peaceful. And this is all public knowledge. This isn't a political action. They're trying to control once again who can run for the office of president and who cannot. War of the Worlds with George Eliason on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking. TNT. We're back with Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, New York. Let's escape from just the city a little bit. Let's spread out to the entire state and talk about Kathy Hochul. She's a she's a piece of work. We know that. But one of the things that just happened last week was the quarantine camp lawsuits. Did you hear about this? This is a situation where they sued to say, listen, you know, the people got together and said, we don't want these quarantine camps. This is crazy. Yes, of course. And uh, and so we're going to sue the governor of of the state of New York in order you know, to make sure that they don't do the quarantine camps. And the judge threw the case out. Because I don't I mean, because quarantine camps are good. I don't know. I get I get very uncomfortable when government officials start talking about resettling people into camps. Okay. I mean, call me a conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theorist or whatever. <laughs> Fit me for right, a tinfoil right. hat if you must. But I've seen this movie before, man. I've seen yeah. this. This is the this is what happens. This is for your safety, right? <laughs> this is for the the good of humanity for the 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 greater good. Um, we watched this over the last couple of years with, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, and don't you want to see your grandmother? And how come you want this person's grandmother to die, and you won't get the shot? And the guilt trips and all of these things, and the idea that they would round us up against our will and take us somewhere is terrifying. Now it would be terrifying just in and of itself, but after you see. What these lunatics and and look, I'm I'll let the Republicans slide a little bit on this one because their governors tend to be better about this. But I'm no fan of either the red team or the blue team, but specifically the blue team seems to be full authoritarians. Right. There's there's just not enough power that you can give these people. If we allow the state of New York to start putting citizens in quarantine camps am i the only one that thinks that there's going to be a justification to have quarantine camps 
365? Or, is, or, or am I just making something out of nothing here? Um, in order for that to happen, there needs to be a justification, right? It's, it's, and it goes back to what we spoke about in, this, in, the, in the first half of the interview. It goes back to, to the people rising up and, and using their voices in order to invoke change, right? If they just start putting people in concentration camps or whatever the hell they want to call them, right? Uh, isolation camps, whatever. If they just start doing that, people are going to get pissed off, right? And they're going to push back and it's not going to be a good deal. Um, there has to be a justification for it. I'll tell you something, I, 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 and I'm no fan of Kathy Hope, right? I, I mean, but look who she replaced. We, we, we're going from bad to worse here, okay? Like uh, the Cuomos are just awful, awful people, in particular the kids. Um, regardless, right? Um, I, I was having a conversation with my mother for a Thanksgiving. We're talking about my, my mother's a Central American. I am half Central American. My father's Puerto Rican, right? So we, we, we listen to what's going on in Central America. And there's uh, the president of El Salvador. Don't know if you're familiar. He, uh, he's the guy that's famous for instituting Bitcoin as the currency over there. Or something. Yes. You know, crypto. Um, and uh, he is loved, loved by people in El Salvador. He is loved by people throughout um, Central America. And here in the United States, right? My mom's telling me about it. And I'm like, well, let me let me go look at this guy a little bit. And, and what he did was, it's MS-13 is, is running amok in El Salvador, or was for a long time. MS-13 started here in the United States, by the way. It, it's, it's a gift from the U.S. to Central America. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Um, and so... You know, we thought um, you didn't it, have enough violence and chaos. We were going to send Mara Savatucha to, to go uh, tattoo their heads and bring some uh, adventure to your lives. Exactly, You're welcome. Right, that's what we need. To, thank you so much. Right. So, so uh, um, this guy gets into power and invokes a state of emergency and takes all the rights. I mean, locking people up left and right without a trial, without due process, nothing. It doesn't matter. I told my mom, I'm like, mom, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, I'm like, regardless, I understand that there was a situation down there and um, it needed to be dealt with. We need to take into account the freedoms of other people, of all people. We need to take into the rights, the right of all people, take into account the right of all people. We need to do it. There is no exception. Because once they take the rights of other people, of one individual, they have taken yours by default. It's only a matter of time before it comes to you. And people are super happy in El Salvador now, right? Because they get to walk around and their doors are open and it's, it's all good, you know, for, you know, I'm generalizing, of course, right. you know, but um, he's cleaned up the streets. How long is it going to take to the knock on your door, right? But the people are happy. Why? Because there was a justification to do it. Yes. Things were going out of control. So, yeah, the, the way they do this, and I, and I learned this hard. I, I learned this the hard way. And, <laughs> and maybe it sounds obvious to some, but it wasn't to me. I thought it was going to be hardcore martial law, the whole deal. No, it's not going to happen that way. It is not. Right. They're going to they're going to get you with honey. 
right? And mm. then and they're, gonna, they're gonna draw you along in a pleasant way, right? And if they if that doesn't work fully, they'll cause a problem to have you justify what's going on. Well, it had to be done. It had to be done. So um, these are these are dictatorial tyrants. They want power. I would go ahead and say that the blue team is just as bad as the red team. The red team is just not in power right now, at least at the top, right? So, but when the red team is, they go ahead and do all the dictator, the dictatorial stuff, take away all the rights. They're doing it now. They're doing it now. Let's let's look at at at, and this is very controversial, and a lot of people may not agree with me with this, but I I want to propose it and say it's freedom, true freedom. True freedom is not what you like. It's what another person does, right? As long as they're not harming anyone else, right? And you're going to make the argument, well, let's let's look at abortion for, for a second, right? Um, it's a moral issue. I'm not a fan of abortion, right? There are people out there that think they, they, they can go ahead and do it and, and it's fine. The Republicans got together and you know, did what they did in the Supreme Court and they're happy with it, even though it's taking away the rights of other Americans that don't feel the same way. But it, it, it fulfills what they want, their moral code, right? Their, their religious code. Therefore, it's all good, right? How many, how many Republicans would be for the vaccine if their president was pushing it? Yeah. And we're going to see it again. Well, maybe not. I don't know if there'll ever be a Republican to get back into the White House. I have no idea. There may not okay. even be another election at the rate we're going. Let's dip out <laughs> for a second for headlines. We'll be right back. Now, we're trusted newscasters. Deliver the day's news at the same reliable time. TNT Radio News. That sounds awesome. TNT Radio News. This is James O'Neill. The Hamas terrorist group released a third group of hostages on November 26th. In return, Israel released 39 Palestinian prisoners from its jails. 39 Palestinian prisoners, all young men, arrived in the West Bank on Sunday after being released by Israel in the ceasefire deal with Hamas. Tens of thousands of people, including former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, gathered in London on Sunday for a march against anti-Semitism, a day after large crowds turned out for a pro-Palestinian rally. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web, Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Oh, dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio. Live. We're back with Billy Ray Valentine. Real quick, before we get into anything, where's the best place for people to find you? To find your you shows, find you can find me at the infinitefringe.podbeam.com, the infinite fringe on Apple Podcast, AmericaUnplugged.com, and America Unplugged on Roxy. Well, I'll tell you what, Billy Ray, it's false flag season, and I still have my Thanksgiving decorations up, you know, I'm a little behind, but there's been <laughs> things going on. Um, every time we start to get into this, we got an election around the corner. We got the the pores are starting to get uppity and has, asking questions. All of a sudden, you get the hammer dropped on you in the form of a false flag. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to speak this into existence. I don't want this to happen. I, I don't want any of this, of course, but but I know how these lunatics think. 
we've got presidential elections. We've got a rapidly depreciating currency. We've got World War III about to break off in the Middle East someplace and maybe elsewhere as well. It, there's a lot going on. And of course, you when you've got poor approval ratings and half the country, at, well, really all the country asking, who's going to be the Democratic nominee for president in about, oh, I don't know, 11 months from now? You need a distraction, right? Do you get the feeling like we're just kind of tiptoeing up to another one of these big events because my spidey senses are tingling and I wish they weren't. And I certainly hope not. I, cer- I certainly hope not, you know, um, but uh, I mean, uh, do they really need to pull up a false flag at this point, the way things are going, right? You know, but um, but uh, it, it is their their weapon of choice. The thing is, is that people are hip to it now. You know, there's there's enough people that are hip to it and they'll, they'll be able to see through. And even if if uh, the analysis of the people that are questioning what was done isn't 100 percent, it's enough to instill doubt in a lot of the people and say, wait a minute, you're lying to me about something. We might not know what you're lying to me about, but you're lying to me. Something isn't right about this event. Right. So um, there is that. Um, that being said. It is uh, um, <laughs> false flag season. It's like duck season and rabbit season. Duck season, <laughs> rabbit season. You know, so it, it is false flag season and we need to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, ready. And everybody should be ready all of the time, regardless. You know, with everything that's popping off in the Middle East, it's one domino can fall and boom. You know, you said it in the beginning of the, of the, of the broadcast. You know, it's a World War Three, right? It's a very real possibility. It, it's It's, you hear rumors of this all the time but this is the closest i think we've come in my lifetime you know that i'm like whoa this is real you know and it may not happen this time but it is going to happen and and uh, i don't want people to get comfortable because of the boy who cried wolf syndrome right people people need to know that um yeah they might be crying wolf right now but it's not going to be that way forever you know and uh, and uh you know the, the walls are caving in here something's got to give so we need to get ready. We need to we need to uh, stack up some food. Every animal in the world does it. I'm not saying that we are animals, but we should take after them. They all get ready, you know, for for seasons or whatever the hell. Right. They all stack up. They all have a nest egg. We should be doing exactly the same. Right. And uh, and uh, making connections with our our neighbors and our families and try to to build uh, an alliance of some sort, you know, something, a contingency plan. And it sounds like a lot. But it's better to be safe than sorry, right? Better to be ready than not ready, right? Better to be yeah. late than never there, right? So let's let's get to it. I think you know I'm I'm I am afraid of the of the possibility. I was here for 9/11, and and it's the reason I'm talking to you right now. So I I don't want to see anything like that go down. But absolutely, absolutely, it can go down. And and uh, if there is a terrorist attack in on American soil, you can be sure that somebody in the United States government knew about it and just let it happen at bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, well, this the local squirrel that lives in my neighborhood. We put out food for the for the birds. My local squirrel is definitely a prepper because he's been working. He was working on those dishes back in September and late August, uh, taking all of them. I'd see him with his mouth filled, running off, and I was <laughs> thinking, "That's a smart squirrel. That's a squirrel that's going to be around the next season, right? You got to be yeah. thinking like uh, you got to thinking. You think a little bit like a paranoid person, right? Uh, we owe the preppers an apology." 
They were right. They're right. Absolutely. You guys are right. You're a little, Absolutely. You're a little weird, but but you're right. You know, you need to have some food and you need to have you need to have you need to have your money out of the bank account, out of your bank account. That is something right. that gets goes under uh, reported is the fact that we have a liquidity price a crisis with the, with our banks. You think the FDIC is the is going to be there to backstop your your deposits? I mean, maybe maybe if like the branch manager rips off, you know, steals everything out of the vault and disappears. Sure. But if you're talking about a systemic banking collapse and you think the FDIC is going to be there to backstop you, Oh, good. You know, good luck to you. I don't know. I think we should probably be a little bit paranoid, right? And be making moves in advance, being proactive as opposed to reactive. Being reactive gets you, gets you loaded up and resettled in the East, right? (laughs) You know, it goes back to what you spoke about at the top of the hour, right? Why are we paranoid? American paranoia and 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 the paranoia around the world comes from somewhere. It's not it's not just a natural occurrence, right? It, something happened. There was a catalyst that made us be paranoid. So there's a reason why these preppers are paranoid. And we we might look at them and say, "Come on, the supermarket is open. You know, it's all good." But we are the domesticated people. We are the ones that are completely and totally dependent on the system to survive. So am I, by the way. I, I I want to include myself amongst that. And we need to figure out how to not be uh, dependent on the system. And the paranoid people, we can learn something from them. American paranoia sounds like an awesome band. That's what you 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 said. You know, we have a different flavor of paranoia here in the States. I mean, I guess it just depends where you are if you're in... You know, if you're in Argentina, your paranoia is currency related. If you're elsewhere, you know, if you're in Australia, your paranoia is, hey, listen, we don't have any guns. You know, these lunatics in in office do and we don't. So I guess it just depends on what your geography is like, right? That you're going to uh, you're going to figure out what you need to do to take uh, steps uh, in advance. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't hurt to be a little bit proactive and, and to have these things, you know, to to the extent that you can, I understand, and don't freak out your family, right? So, but 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 get yourself some food that lasts for a right, long time. Right. Get yourself some get yourself some money out of the bank and squirrel it away somewhere, like my good friend the squirrel, and and you know and start thinking a little bit, you know, a little bit like that, so that things aren't infinitely worse uh, when it takes a turn. Billy Ray, thank you so much for joining me for being my first guest on this new weekday show i really do appreciate it you're the best thanks man always a pleasure thank you and thank you tnt appreciate you guys yeah well we'll be back on the other side of this break with tony arterburn this is tnt radio give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg with joe biden behind in just about every presidential poll the strategy of the left seems to be to go after donald trump even harder than they've been doing for the past eight years if that's even possible. And on the media side, Joe Scarborough, whose brother-in-law works in the Biden administration, seems to be leading the charge. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. And as unhinged as that was, it's nothing compared to what New York Democrat Congressman Dan Golden said the other day. It is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man 
cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Now, after receiving some well-deserved criticism, Goldman apologized, said he didn't mean to use that word, eliminated, etc., etc. This is all the left has left. So watch for more of the same. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday to Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT Radio Vision. Eggs. You can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them, or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. To be safe, avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly, or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurized eggs. For excellent eggs, handle them safely. Today's conversation, Charlie Robinson on today's news talk, TNT Radio, TNT Radio. We are back for a final segment of the show. We're joined by my good friend, host of the Paratruther podcast, co-host of America Unplugged and the host of Arterburn Radio Transmission. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Tony Arterburn. Hey, Tony. Good to see you. How are you? It's good to see you, Charlie. How cool is this? Love being on the show with you. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I love TNT. We're making that move from the weekends to the weekday. I feel like I, yeah, I've got an earpiece in and everything. Boy, I don't know, like big time over here. Official. Um, it's all official. And well, I'll tell you what, though. So since we're talking news in this, you know, I got to bring you on because there's about 18 different things I want to talk to you about that's going on in the news. Given that we have 20 minutes, we'll have to cut it short. But you and I like to talk currency quite a bit because you are the owner of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. And so we talk gold, we talk silver, we talk crypto, we talk central bank digital currencies. And lately, we have been talking about the gold-backed BRICS currency. Now, as you and the audience, I'm sure know, the dollar has been the boss for a long time now, our entire lifetimes. It's been in charge. It never really felt like it was slipping. You know, when the Bush family was in charge, you never got the feeling that the petrodollar arrangement was going to go south anytime soon. But lately, it feels like there's cracks in the facade. It feels like this alliance that the United States and Saudi Arabia had creating this petrodollar arrangement isn't quite as stable as it used to be. I wonder, Tony, what is the chain of events that leads up to the US dollar possibly being depegged as the world's reserve currency? And what would that look like to us? Well, you're right. It's on the way out. Uh, the open question is whether or not it's a controlled demolition, whether or not it's on purpose. Uh, everything points to that. If you're paying attention to, uh, the loss of American hegemony and, and global dominance through through our currency, which we've been the world's reserve currency since 1944. This was the meeting at Bretton Woods. It took place right at the end of World War II. That's where you get the World Bank, the IMF, and the dollar was pegged to gold at $35 an ounce. And basically that was going to be uh, the world's reserve currency. And it was uh, pegged to gold until 1971. Richard Nixon uh, took us off the gold standard because we didn't have the gold. Uh, we had uh, debased our currency. We took the silver out of our coinage uh, starting in 1965. 
So we didn't have the gold. Uh, it was time to get off the gold standard. And and what a year later or so, Charlie, you, I have Henry Kissinger uh, brokering the deal uh, for the petrodollar with the Saudis. Uh, the dollar was basically linked to to crude uh, for a good while, but Biden <laughs> uh, comes along and just just totally botches that deal. Um, in, in the midst of us losing money velocity and i don't want to get too technical because i really can't um but i look at you know there's just the share of of global transactions you can go back to 2001 and 75 percent of all the global transactions went on in dollars and we're very arrogant we have a hubristic globalist leadership in the united states that really doesn't care about america or its standing and so we went on a, a binge of, of threatening people and becoming a bully with our currency we have 40 different sanctions on 36 different countries. So after the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, which was provoked by the West, I mean, you can, if you know anything about the history of the fall of the Soviet Union or NATO, uh, you don't have to be a scholar to figure that out. But that's, we, you know, some, somehow the West wanted that to happen and, and it happened. So we sanctioned Russia. As soon as we did that, the ruble fell temporarily. I know you remember this, Charlie. The ruble fell for a little while. And we put on these massive sanctions. But after that, it started to bounce back and actually came back a little bit better than it was before. Um, and this is where you start to see the true uh, cracks in the system for the dollar. Um, so fast forward to our time, you know, it's 75 percent of, of transactions in 2001 globally or dollars. Uh, right now, it's about 45 percent and declining. Uh, because you have the you mentioned the BRICS nations, which are Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Um, they've banded that's 40 percent of the Earth's population right there. Uh, but then you add in the periphery like uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Mexico is looking to join Japan. Uh, countries all around the world want to get away from the dollar. They want to get out of that. the, the swift system because you really held hostage instead of being, uh, you know, peace, trade and honest friendship. Like Thomas Jefferson talked about, we just become a bully and uh, the rest of the world wants out. And so the open question, another open question is whether or not BRICS will have a gold backed digital currency. It seems that they have. They have the white papers on it. They've, they've talked about it. Uh, it's not official yet, but you, you can see that's where the trend is going. And another trend that, that your audience may want to look out for is what are central banks doing? You know, what are the central banks around the world? What are they buying? Are they are they hoarding their own currency? Are they hoarding stocks? Uh, no, they're buying gold uh, at a record clip. Uh, since the, since records were kept in the 50s, uh, central banks are breaking those records now pretty much every quarter. Um, the Chinese have bought massive tonnage of gold. I think last uh, last month they bought 23 tons. Um, and we could talk a little bit about there's some. Um, there's some evidence to show that China may actually have more gold than the U.S. because the, the U.S. Is, hasn't been a gold buyer since the 1950s. So if you take all that into account, uh, you have a, a dwindling American empire. You have a currency uh, by the United States and the Federal Reserve that's losing purchasing power, uh, losing its share of, of money velocity, of transactions worldwide. Um, you got the sanctions that are con continuing. I don't think that it, it bodes well for, for King Dollar. That, that doesn't mean tomorrow that you're going to have like a, a Weimar Republic collapse with wheelbarrows full of cash or anything like that. Um, but you're going to start seeing a slow decline. It's going to have 
loss of purchasing power. Uh, inflation will continue. But I, I think there will there will come a time when it will be dethroned. Uh, and it may be a basket of currencies. It may be something else that we know the IMF has talked about something called a unicoin. I didn't make that up. Uh, it's a unicoin, one coin to rule them all. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Bank of International Settlement. Yeah, it's great. Uh, central great. bank digital currencies are, you know, you've mentioned this before. I, I'm going to quote you in my uh, book I'm working on right now uh, about gold and the Great Reset. Um, but she said is the hill to die on. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, so that, that's a that's a lot of history. And what I just said is a lot of going ons. But um, normalcy bias is going to get get us in trouble. So yeah. you can't use the past right now, or at least the, the the you know, the last 50 years. You really can't go by that past uh, looking into the future, Charlie. You're going to have to look at looking at something totally different on the horizon. We're we're losing the standing of the world's reserve currency in real time. What does that look like? That's an open question. Well, it seems like they missed a, a, a great opportunity. If you've got the magic printing press that just prints money all day long, which we have in the Federal Reserve and the world's reserve currency and the petrodollar and all that, and you can basically just type in some numbers and money magically appears. Why wouldn't you be the number one buyer of something tangible like gold? I can't understand. I know why China's buying. I know why Russia's buying. I can't understand why the US didn't do that. Why they didn't say, you know, just to, we know we're playing with monopoly money here. So before anybody figures out the scam, let's buy, let's buy 24 ton, 24, uh, tons of gold a month like the Chinese are doing or, you know, 10x that or whatever. But it seems like they didn't do that instead. And I think it's important for people to try and understand like where we are today. You 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 need to understand history a little bit. I mean, you really need, if you want to know where we're going in the future and why you are in the situation you're in today, it helps to understand this this uh, relationship that we have with our money. It gets kind of boring, I think, for some people. Some people go, oh, it's just bankers and everything. Well, these bankers are some of the most dangerous people around. And so um, I wonder, like, what, where are we, you know, let's just say, Tony, we get, uh, you know, Christmas is coming. We get uh, shopping season. We get through the other side on the other, in 2024, February, the numbers come out and they go, boy, you know, these spending, spending numbers for Christmas are out and they are bad. Now what? Now, what do we do? Is that is I mean, w w at what point does the general public wake up that we've got a problem or are they just going to be lulled into some false sense of security and just sleepwalk right into a central bank digital currency, which will ultimately enslave them? Well, unfortunately, they'll use a crisis to usher in the central bank digital currency. It'll it'll be a crisis they create. It'll be problem, reaction, solution, the Hegelian dialectic. You know, like this happened, so here's what we offer is the solution. Uh, this will save you. We'll be able to restore all your wealth. Just give us your biometrics. Sign on to this. Uh, you know, unload your your wallet from from FedCoin, and uh, you know that will be. I think the end of all political speech, free speech, uh, any any sort of pushback uh, to the power structure could die in that moment. That's why it's so important to to really money can be boring because you get a lot of these economists who get like a 
it's kind of like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where you got Ben Stein kind of droning on about Smoot Holly and the tariffs, and people just people's eyes glaze over. But to me, it's 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 really the uh, patient zero. I mean, it's the origin story of of evil in our time. Uh, that's why you know Jesus threw the money changers out of the temple. <laughs> I mean, if I say fiat is fake and it's the head of the snake, fiat currency, central banks. Uh, the fifth plank of the Communist Manifesto was a central bank. Uh, Karl Marx needed it. I mean, you, you know, Lenin said, if you want to destroy a country, you first debauch its currency. Um, so this is the origin story of the deep state. I mean, you got in the intro uh, to your podcast, Macroaggressions, uh, you know, Donald Rumsfeld said, we, we can't track $2.3 trillion. Well, you can't lose $2.3 trillion if you have any kind of standard that the currency has to be backed by because there has to be some kind of accounting. So that's why the wheels are totally off here. And you also asked a question, which is an interesting question. Um, if you have the printing press and you were king dollar, why don't you buy gold? And the reason is, in my estimation, I've not, I've not gotten a memo from the Federal Reserve and Ben Bernanke is not going to send me a letter and tell me why. But I believe that the reason that, that the central bank and the Federal Reserve is not uh, a buyer of gold is because it drives up the price and the, the dollar is at war with gold. The dollar's been at war with gold since it de decoupled in 1971. Gold went up 2,000% from 1971 to 1979. Gold went up 2,000%. But that doesn't mean that gold went up in value. It doesn't mean gold went up in value at all. It just means that the dollar lost purchasing power if that makes any sense. So when the United States, when you see, well, they haven't bought gold since the 50s, supposedly we have somewhere around 8,500 tons of gold. And uh, there's a great article on Kitco. I covered this when I was on the David Knight show a couple of weeks ago. There's a great article on Kitco. A researcher has gone in and tried to find out how much, how much gold does the, does the Chinese government actually have? And when you really dig into it, because they were buying gold off the books, which I never really understood. They were doing that at the beginning of the 21st century. They were buying their gold off the books. China, by the way, has 60,000 gold mines, 60,000. And they do not export gold. They, no. they import gold through the Shanghai Exchange. So there's no, there's no export. They've got 60. They nationalize mines if you get too big of a score, like Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, found a massive gold mine in uh, in China, Was had all the permits. They came up to be renewed. He was pulling in all his investors, and China nationalized the mine. Mm. So they took the gold. So there's a researcher that's come out and said, you know, it's possible they have close to, in China, uh, between the public and the government, about 33,000 tons. And the government should possibly own about 16,000, which would double the amount of gold uh, that the United States has uh, supposedly has on its books, that would be a game changer, wouldn't it? You know, if you if you believe in the golden rule, he who has the gold makes the rules. I don't agree with that, but I'm saying this is what history tells me. And if you look at that, if you're talking about a currency reset, China, the BRICS nations, the central banks around the world, even the Dutch central bank, uh, Charlie, uh, last week said that they are preparing for a gold standard, a new gold standard. So something is happening. Um, you can't have these quadrillions in debt. You know, you can't have the the derivative, all this fake floating around and propped up by debt. Um, you know, we, we, the United States has what is a hundred and thirty percent debt to GDP ratio. 
I mean, how do you survive that? How does you your don't. currency, how does your economy survive it? You can't. Well, smoke and mirrors, of course, we know that. And 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 look, when you're talking about fiat currencies, you're talking about the least authentic form of money out there, right? It can just be uh, printed into existence. Would it surprise you to know that according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the top word for 2023 is authentic. It saw they said that they saw a substantial increase in online searches. Really? A bunch of people feeling like they're living in a world of inauthenticity. How can I just ask you just on a kind of side now? How lame of a person do you have to be to go and look up what authentic means in the dictionary, by the way? Like just that in and of itself. I'm I'm trying to picture the person who's like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm going to look it up and say, oh wait, what is it? Oh, wait, this isn't what I was told it said. Uh it's it's a crazy world we're living in, Tony, as you as you m- might have noticed. And uh and I appreciate you and Billy Ray being around to uh to to ease us through this insanity and to um you know to show us that yes, we need to be paying attention and there's some serious things out there and you need to have your your head on straight, but don't lose your humanity in the process, you know. Don't lose your sense of humor about this. You know, we're, we're, we only get one one trip around this place. I mean, unless uh, we won't we won't bring the Hindus into this, but we could. Um, as far as I know, we only get one trip around this place, right? So, so you might as well enjoy it, have some fun, and uh, and keep yourself sane. Tony, what do you, what's the best place for people to find you to uh, to hear your shows to maybe even buy some gold and silver? Well, sure. Um, and again, thanks for having me on. It's such an honor. Uh, but, you know, you've, you've got so many great programs and uh, this is going to be a smart, smart show. Uh, you can find uh, my website is arterburn.news. You can find my podcast there. I, I have a radio show called the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I've had that for uh, some years now. I, I come out of the traditional conservative talk radio and uh i'm kind of the the uh the black sheep of that now because of uh you know my research has brought me to into alternative media and the world of conspiracy which is where all the scholarship is actually um and i have a a, a podcast you mentioned called paratruther because i was a paratrooper in the army um and of course wise wolf gold and silver um and you know we've got a great website set up for you which is uh macroaggressions uh, dot gold and go there and check out all the stuff that wise wolf does and the wolf pack and our membership stuff if you ever want if anybody in the audience wants to get in touch with me go through the website i'm i'm the owner but i'm i'm accessible so anytime you want to talk gold and silver go there we appreciate you we appreciate that you're we're gonna need it we're getting to a point where it seems like it might be time to uh trade in some of your f- soon to be worthless federal reserve notes for something of tangible value Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me. First episode of of the new show. I'll see you back here tomorrow, 2 o'clock Eastern. Be good, everybody. Take care.